Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Well, welcome on to week three of our Hope in Hopeless Times series. This is our summer journey through the book of First Peter. And as our encouragement has been on the weekend here at Mariners, we are not skipping a verse. And so our encouragement to you is to not skip a week. And we know, of course, during the summer, uh, especially in our groups, we have different rhythms with people traveling and uh, doing a bit of things out of town. And so that's the great gift of technology, though, that we can have our podcasts, that we can even zoom in with our groups uh, during the, the busyness of the summer seasons. But we really do hope that you are taking advantage of this incredible resource, this great series to really dive into God's word and to use this as just a great jumping off point to forming great community within our life groups this summer. This has really been just an impactful series. I love the conversations that we've been having so far about uh, the reality of hope, both the present reality of hope and how hope is something that we look forward to. And my goodness, there's so much that we can talk about just in that point alone of how we experience hope in the present and how we're looking for hope uh, towards the future. Uh, but First Peter is a book that really guides us through the realities of the hope that we have in Jesus that's really comes through this new family, this new identity. And I love, again, that you guys are, are walking that through uh, in your groups, this hope Hope, this family, this identity, it's best represented in represented in community. And so we're thankful that you're joined with us as we jump into week through. Um, I'm John Thomas. Again, this is not Jared. Uh, I'm filling in for a few weeks here. And I've always, we've got the mainstay. I wish you could see how incredibly handsome he is on the other side of, <laughs> of, of my camera. Full beard. This is Mr. Jeremy Maxfield. Jeremy, I don't know if people know where, you may have said at some point, but where are you chiming in from? No, I haven't. So I'm glad to be here as always. I'm just outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and uh, I'm excited to officially be a part of the the Rooted Network team now as their director of content. So I'm officially part of the team. I've been doing contract work up until uh, just this month. So I'm excited to be officially on board. Yeah, amazing. So everything that you read in these leader guides is coming from Jeremy, which we're grateful to have him and his influence Um throughout our whole church. So we're really looking forward to that. So summer in Tennessee, what's happening out there? You're holding down the fort? Yeah, it's not quite as beautiful as, as Southern California, but but we're loving it. But you get to say Chattanooga all the time, that's right. which that's just, that's just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we can pick up our Chattanooga conversations elsewhere. Let's get to it, Jeremy. Why don't you uh, walk us through the passage a bit and things that we can key in on with our groups this week? Great. So, so this week, we're going to start chapter two. Uh, we finished up uh, chapter one with weeks one and two, and now we're jumping into Peter kind of turns his attention and and we're really going to be looking at how uh, Christ is the chief cornerstone, but then we're living stones as well. And we've been joined with him and with each other, and we can rest secure because of who Jesus is and who he's made us, that our identity is is tied to this relationship that we have with Jesus and and now with one another. That's, that's the Christian life. Um, and I don't think it's any coincidence that Peter, of all people, uh, picks up on this language of being living stones because uh, our listeners might remember, group leaders may remember, uh, Jesus referred to Peter, um, his, his name, Pet, Petra in, in the Greek, uh, would mean rock. And when Peter confessed Christ, his confession there, 
Jesus said that on, on this stone, I will build my church. And so uh, now we see Peter carrying that imagery through to, to say all people who have acknowledged the gospel, who claim the gospel is, uh, have a new identity as living stones and been joined to uh, the chief cornerstone in Christ. That's amazing. And it's such an encouragement to me when we think about Peter, you know, Jesus saying to him, looking at him eye to eye, on you I would build my church. We're talking about the same Peter who denied him not too long ago before Jesus circles back and restores him and empowers him to be this rock on which the church is going to be built. And I just find that such an encouragement when we talk about you know, that we are his, that we're in this identity with Jesus, that we are living stones that he's building with. I think sometimes for me, I can see that as quite intimidating. Well, who am I? What's my value? What's my worth? But actually, if we go through the whole narrative of scripture, uh, God doesn't use perfect people. He uses humble, obedient people that he uses his his perfection through. So that's just such an encouragement to me. That's just a little side note, Jeremy. Um, on just the, the, the beautiful reality of Scripture, that God invites us in despite our imperfections, and we see that certainly through Peter. Yeah, uh, I mean, if, if people take nothing else from this, this week, what a great reminder that we don't, we're not perfect, uh, we're not expected to be perfect, but we're called to be faithful, and our hope is, is in Christ alone. Um, and just like Peter, and, and now calling the whole church to point us to the gospel, uh, this week is is a great reminder. Uh, there's a we've got a one of our seven rhythms. Uh, this week is a is a great reminder about our daily devotion uh, and how we grow in that faithfulness, how we grow uh, in Christ likeness. One of the best ways we can do that outside of community is through constant time in the Word. And so there's there's a great opportunity to remind people this week uh, for time in the Word. So. Um, I want to encourage uh, leaders as they prepare this week, uh, two things. One, we've got some really vivid imagery. So just camp out in the, the imagery of the, the text this week. Uh, Peter talks about us being, uh, again, imperfect, like newborn babies, right? We're, there's, there's a beauty to it, but uh, we're growing. We're, we're immature. We have growing up to do, all of us, no matter how far along we are in our, our spiritual journey. Uh, the living stones, the the newborn babies, the the pure and spiritual milk. He's referring to the word of God and and, and doctrine and the teachings of Scripture. Uh, and so there's a lot of rich imagery. And so just kind of see which ones resonate most with you and and how they may connect with your group. Uh, and then this week there's uh, there's also an option to do kind of like a Jenga type game. So if you're meeting in person, uh, if you have a way to do like a Jenga type game. Um, we talk about uh, building up and, and tearing down and how things fit together. And uh, so prepare, you know, come prepared for that. If that's something you want to do in person, if that fits the personality of your group. Yeah. Maybe not human Jenga. Yeah. I've tried that. I've tried that once. It went really? horribly wrong in our, in our group. So yeah, it's just not, not a good idea. So go, go to the store, get the, the old school Jenga, but I love that. I love that encouragement to do something tactile you know, because we're physical creatures, right? and sometimes that helps us bring us into this different understanding when we use different parts of our, our senses. That's great. I love that. Love that encouragement. Yeah, we have different learning styles, and sometimes just doing something different like that can just cause us to to think differently, use different parts of our our brains, and it opens up uh, kind of new parts of our spirit, even. And so, uh, also when when taking the conversation deeper this week. Uh, there's a couple moments that I would really encourage leaders to take advantage of. One in the in the look in section, 
uh, really encourage people to share what has helped them not only acquire taste for daily devotion, but also to crave God's word as good, not just good for you. Like some things we know are good for us, but we don't really enjoy them. And so what, what has it been in their lives as a leader? What has, what kind of routines and habits have you um, found really help you crave God's word as good, not just good for you? Um, you know, if people are still tracking along with the, the annual read, you can point them to that. You can remind them of the Gospel Everyday podcast, but really take time in that kind of inward look to discuss how people are fostering that habit of daily devotion. And then in the lookout section, as you start wrapping up your group, uh, it, it's really a great time to follow up on things that you've been writing down throughout uh, throughout this series or even before. So as a leader, you know, again, come prepared, know, know what people have been asking for prayer about, and be sure to follow up on that. As we talk about finding our hope, uh, you have a great opportunity to to ask for conversations or interactions where people have been able to share the hope that they've found in Jesus with others around them. That's great. I love that. You know, the last couple of weeks of the series, we've been seeing many in our church uh, show up on the weekends with this Hope and Hopeless Times uh, magazine. And that, that would be an encouragement to you and your groups. Have them bring that on the weekend. The yeah. sermon notes are there. The group discussion questions are, are built in. And it's a great opportunity for people to write in their observations, their questions now, which really just help fuel that conversation. And Jeremy, I love that you're hitting that emphasis on daily devotion. I mean, we want to be uh, both students of God's Word, but we also want to put into practice what we read. And you know, there's no greater way. When we think about uh, this imagery of, of, of a living stone being built on, together in a living stone, I mean, the Word of God is really the blueprint for that. And if we're going to really come into an understanding of what that means to be joint with Him as a cornerstone, then, man, we really want to get the foundations right of hearing His voice uh, through God's Word. And moving from that ought to, should, uh, into that compelling desire of actually, this is where I'm reminded of God's goodness, and I want to dive into it fully to be aware of who he is and, and what he's calling me to. So I love that we're pushing that reminder and that, um, that practice this week. Well, uh, go for it, Jeremy. Uh, as far as things to maybe watch out for uh, this week, uh, there's a couple things I wanted to encourage leaders to pay attention to. Uh, one, as you're discussing the text, uh, verses 9 through 12 of chapter 2. Uh, this week we've just got 9 and 10, but verses 9 through 12 are going to form the basis for our next series, actually, as we kick off the fall and back to school and the new year. Um, so don't camp out there. Obviously, we, we don't want to skip over anything, but we don't need to spend the bulk of our conversation there as Peter starts describing this new identity that we have. Uh, because we're really going to dig into that in the fall, and and people aren't going to want to miss that. So, um, so just as as a side note, don't spend too much time of your discussion in, in nine and ten, uh, because we're going to hit that later. Uh, and then also, in the lookout section, there's a question about in what ways do you see the world stumbling over Jesus? And and the goal with this question, and and the next one that follows, is not to point fingers in judgment at people, but the goal is to help people be specific in identifying and empathizing with what other people see as an obstacle to faith in Jesus. Uh, and so we may learn a lot about our own public witness when considering the criticisms and objections from unbelievers. And we may also learn how to more humbly yet confidently love our neighbors as ourselves when, 
when we put ourselves into their shoes. So a question about what ways do we see people stumbling over Jesus? Um, uh, again, the heart there is to identify and empathize, uh, not to point fingers. And so make sure the tone there is, is one of empathy and love. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And, and a lot of times that stumbling could just be uh, misconceptions. It could be uh, negative experiences with those that have had around the community of, uh, community of faith. And I found time and time again that there is such a hope and desire to for others that are maybe uh, far from the Lord in the moment to believe that it would be true. But what are those things that prevent them from really taking, taking that step? Um, and to realize that we were in that position, weren't we, at one point, and that God has graciously invited us in. And so that's a, that's a great reminder for us. And I love that that gets us looking outside just the confines of our group, because that's what we want to build here with our life groups, places of support, discipleship, community, but also places of outward-facing mission. So we're praying for you guys this week. Uh, we can't wait to hear. We'd love to hear how you're engaging this series. As always, um, please do get in touch with our team. If you need help with anything as you go through the series, we're here for you. We believe in you, and we're believing for God to do great things through this series. Well, have a great week.